0: Thanks for tuning into the Jesus Affirms Me podcast, affectionately known as The Jam. My name is Audrey and I'm your host. I invite you to click the subscribe button if you haven't already done so, do it now. And also follow the Jesus Affirms Me page on Instagram at Jesus Affirms Me. I can't wait to connect with you. Welcome, enjoy the show, and remember that Jesus loves you. Welcome back to the Jesus Affirms Me podcast. We are continuing on in our love series. Today's episode is called God's Divine Intervention in Our Oblivion. And I am so excited for the couple that I will be talking to today. Uh, This couple, Dave and Naomi Matillas. Um, I'm just really happy to have y'all on on the podcast. I've talked to y'all a little bit about your love story. So I'm really excited for other folks to hear about it. Um, But without further ado, I'm going to tell you all a little bit about Dave and Naomi. Dave and Naomi were both born and raised in South Florida. Dave is from Palm Beach, and Naomi is from Fort Lottie Dottie. We likes to party. Dave is a psych nurse, and Naomi is a reading coach at a local elementary school. They will be married for 10 years in December 2021, and they have two wild boys, David and Zaire. Alright, so I've known y'all for about three years or mm-hmm. so, um, but they've just uh, connected with me on a personal level, but three <laughs> uh, years have been um, <laughs> about the time that I've known about them, um, but just a really, really cool couple, and so I just want to welcome y'all to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. be yeah, here. <laughs> Alright, so I talked a little bit about who you are, but um, is there anything else that you want the listeners to know about you?
1: i like to know that, you know, we do have a budding bakery business that's going on right now. Yeah. You know, Naomi loves to bake and I love to eat. So it's a winning combination.
0: It is. And I just want to plug right here. Those cakes are lit. Okay. So if you have not tried one of Naomi's minis or biggies. You gotta hit her up, um, and at the end of this episode, we're gonna drop her Instagram handle so that you can follow her, and that and so that you can order this cake because you have not lived yet. All right, so I I always try to ask everybody to give a little about a little bit about their salvation story. So if you all wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about
2: how you came to know Jesus, um, how you got saved. Um, for me, I was born and raised in church. Um, You know, I sometimes say that my mom is on God's payroll. (laughs) Um, You know, we lived in church. So I always knew of God. You know, I had accepted Christ into my heart at a very early age, but um, I can't say that I always understood um, or, you know, even understood like the type of relationship that I should have with Him. Um, You know, growing up in a Haitian church during those times, you don't really you don't really understand all that is going on around you. And it wasn't until I was in college, you know, I felt like God was chasing after me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had met a complete stranger in college and, you know, she kind of confirmed a lot of the things I had been praying about. And I felt like, you know, here, here I was living this sinful life, even though I knew better, you know, and, God was still after me, still trying to, you know, find me, get me. And it was at that moment I just knew like, okay, I have to come back. I have to be serious and I have to see, you know, where life takes me now. So that's that's what it was for me. I would
1: say for me, I would really found Jesus in my teen years. Uh, Just like Naomi, I was like born, bred, raised in the church from day one. But I really didn't have like the understanding. It wasn't really until my teenage years, me going through adversity of, you know, getting hurt while playing sports and sports was everything to me. uh, I really got to see who God was to me during my lowest point where I really felt that sports identified me. I really found my identity in Christ and realized how God has always been there for me. So that's when I say like I really like connected and you know accepted Jesus as my personal savior.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um one of the things that I noticed about both of your stories is like a realization that God has been there the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. even when you're kind of outdone, you know, whatever your thing is, God was still pursuing you. And it took just coming to that realization for you to settle in and be like, okay, you know, this is the life I want to live. So thank you both for sharing that. And so without further ado, we're just going to jump into these questions because I know the folks are eager to hear what y'all about to say about this stuff, because (laughs) I am eager to hear it. Uh, But I'm going to start with um, your love story.
2: So how did you meet? Well, we officially met on MySpace. Hey, Ooh, shout out that's to MySpace. So that's y'all showing sure y'all
0: age on that one.
2: <laughs> we are. Um, we met on MySpace. Dave was in my DMs. I'm sure it wasn't called DMs during that time. Inbox. inbox. <laughs> he was in my inbox. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember him like sending me poems and stuff. But I did not come on, no, Dave, I did not you no definitely used to write me poems. Naomi
1: had a thugged out SpongeBob on her page. <laughs> no, I did not. I Thought it was nice. So I was like, "Hey, what's up,
2: cutie?" Just uh, stop. That's cool. Um, he saw it. Okay. Child. <laughs> you he you he seen it. Okay. okay. But um, we used to talk on Facebook. We not Facebook, but you know, we spoke on MySpace mm-hmm. for a while. Um. At one point, Dave wanted to link up and meet in person, but I was really scared. I was like, um, you could be a killer. (laughs) Um, So we kind of, you know, stopped talking and a couple months later, um, mutual friends of ours that we did not know about set us up on a blind date. Mm -hmm. So, um, I get there, you know, I was living in Broward County at the time, 954, you know, and, um, (laughs) I get there and Dave walks in and I'm looking like, oh my gosh, this is awkward. Like I know you already. From have pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. from pictures, yeah. you know, we had been talking on MySpace. Yeah, we were talking on MySpace for like
1: a good four months. Wow. And then here it goes, you know, two of our friends thinking of how we would make a good pairing and, you know, linking us, <laughs> not even knowing that, you know, we've been conversating for like four months prior. Wow
0: so did the friends know though that the two of you were talking to someone on myspace at all or they just didn't wow No, not at all <laughs> so can i just pause right there to say like this is the reason why the title of this episode is, <laughs> uh this is exactly why i titled it like god's intervention because what are the odds mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like and um also, Dave, I don't want to skip over the fact that you probably coined this whole um, sliding in the DM movement with <laughs> right. um, sliding into her inbox. I was a pioneer. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So the two friends set y'all up and then what happened? Did y'all skip off into
2: the sunset or?
1: No, no. Okay. Not
2: necessarily.
1: So we actually, you know, hit it off, you know, very well. And we were like talking on a everyday basis at that time. And then I did the cardinal offense of. You know telling naomi and showing naomi that i like her mm-hmm. and then from that point she
0: ghosted me she ghosted you and that oh, was yeah. before ghosting was even a thing sis sorry mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, just, I shot a text message one day and there was no text message back
0: hey. i got yeah. drift. Yeah. i changed my number you changed your number because you didn't want he to. was
2: too nice and wow you know during you that, that, that time i was very young and dumb yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> okay well in that moment you were too nice okay. you know and i was
0: out here
1: thugging
2: right. no you weren't out said, here thugging i'm
1: sorry
0: No. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's funny wow okay so you changed your number
2: y'all lost contacts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: we lost contact um fast forward i think two years later we run into each other at funky nuts um the club in boca the club in the boca yes
0: fau
1: party. Oh it was an FAU
2: God. party. I knew nothing about FAU parties and things like that. Um I actually just went because my friends were like, "Hey, we're going to an all white party." Um get dressed, you know, drive up here to Boca mm-hmm. and we're going out. And um I walk into the club and you know, we go and we're hanging out over in the VIP section, I believe.
1: Oh yeah, basically I was already in there and Naomi walks in with her friends, and the DJ shouts her out. You know, shout out to the girl in the black white polka dot dress. Hey! I look, I,
0: I look
1: up and I'm like, "Oh, that's Naomi." Wow! I'm not even gonna her.
2: Two years later. Two, Two years, years later. later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during that night, um, a song comes on: "Juvenile, back that thing up." Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um. You know, that you know, before I was, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, God was still working God in my heart. Was, God was still working. Um, that was my song or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, I wanted to dance, I didn't know anyone there that night, but I knew Dave. Mm-hmm. You know, I had saw Dave, I was like, I know him, I'm gonna grab him, and we're going to dance to this song.
1: Mm-hmm. He literally pulled me straight onto the dance floor, grabbed my shirt, <laughs> and dragged me to the dance floor. Everyone was looking like oh what's what's about to go on here right.
2: what's, what's going on, yeah, so we um connected, we exchanged numbers, um we talked, we started talking again I was yes,
1: this this time on Facebook,
2: okay, <laughs> yeah, I was living in Orlando, <laughs> I was attending u c f during mm-hmm. that time, so you know we were talking back and forth. um I was on and off with my ex at the time, mm-hmm. and um I ghosted him again.
1: Yeah, so she ghosted me a second time, y'all.
0: Listen, Dave, get, let's give you your flowers now, my day, because <laughs> <laughs> you done been ghosted twice. Times. Okay. Back Sorry. To back. back to back. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. So she, I, I just, you know, Facebook used to have the friend recommendations in the corner, and I just woke up one day and seen that I wasn't somebody's friend anymore. So and
0: Facebook it, recommended you as a friend. So yes, you're like, this is did she me?" Yes. Last wow.
1: scene it was her <laughs> and this so-called ex that she was complaining to me about oh, okay. the whole time that we were talking during yeah. those times. Yeah. So Sorry. you know I, I got the drift. I was like, all right, cool. You're not feeling me, you know? And just kept it at that, kept it trucking. You know? Then another two years passed.
2: Another two years, yes, another two years passed um, this time I was definitely in a different place in my life and in my walk with Christ
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you know something had changed um I knew that the way I was living was not right mm-hmm. um you know, I wanted to get closer to God, I wanted to hear God and i wanted to just be with somebody that was equally yoked wow. for me um you know I, I i always knew right from wrong you know and the relationship that i was in during that time you know like i would feel a lot of guilt cuz you know i knew that i wasn't living right
0: yeah
2: and um you know i remember being at work one day and just out of nowhere thinking about dave randomly yeah um, I had not talked to him in two years. You know, I ghosted him, you know, for the second time. And here I was at work, I was working at Walmart and he just literally dropped in my mind. So I go on Facebook, I look him up, I found him and I sent him a message and I was like, hey, stranger. You see, see,
1: see how
0: she
2: did? Listen, it's either hey stranger or hey big head.
0: No. <laughs> One of the two, you know, okay.
1: But she sent me this message. I was like, clearly, she don't like me. Yeah. I done got tried twice. You know, I had a decision to make whether to like come for her neck, mm. but to me, it didn't even like I didn't have any like animosity to her or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just like, hey, what's up or whatever. I was just thinking it was purely platonic. Yeah. Basically. Plus, at that time, I was actually talking to somebody who I thought could be like a serious contender. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So then, okay. So she hit you up and then I guess what shifted for y'all to then start like dating or courtship? Like, I guess my question ultimately is to you, Dave, like, how did you then trust her enough to be like, I'm going to date this girl for real?
1: Well, you know, at that point in my life, you know, we were completely different people and You know, I was at a point where I was really like putting my trust into God Mm -hmm. and I wanted God to kind of direct my decisions because every time I made decisions, they always blew up in my face. Yeah. Um, So because I was like had much more of a serious approach, you know, I was praying on, you know, whatever the situation was going to be. And all in the meanwhile, you know it was about anybody, you know? And then Naomi kind of came into the picture and then we were talking, it was just like every once in a while, like I said, it was nothing to me at the time. But then as time went on or whatever, I just found that we were talking more and more to the point it came to every day we were talking. Yeah. Uh, so from there, I remember as that was kind of going on, the girl thought was like, you know, a possible or whatever, you know, she, almost naturally started pulling away and it wasn't from anything that I was doing you know I honestly think it was just kind of like God pushing her back or whatever mm-hmm. you know and bringing naomi I guess up to the forefront
0: mm. won't you know? he do it yes he will <laughs> won't <Why laughs> he do it? Said he it, will.
1: it it got to the point that I, I was so like not even trying to jump to conclusions I was like one night talking to her I was like yo do you do you like me
2: <laughs> like and I was like Duh, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> guys don't be getting it though. There like, are sometimes you gotta you spell gotta just pray for them
2: you and write a see letter. I'm from
1: she I, got, tried I got you.
0: You right. Yeah. You have showed me. through yeah. Actions
1: right in history that hey man you're not feeling me.
0: Yeah. You
1: know sense so I wasn't even thinking in that line or heading into that direction or whatever. Yeah. But when I asked her that night and she was like yes, I had to kind of like confront my feelings. And I asked myself, I'm like, man, you know, do I do I like Naomi? And then I realized that I felt the same way that I did from the first time we were talking at that time, what, four years ago, five years ago? Wow. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, I, I think I I I do like her. Yeah. Yeah, I do like
0: her. <laughs> this is legit like a movie skill. Y'all need to put this on paper <laughs> and sell it to somebody, Tyler Perry, something well, maybe not. Okay. Um they have them bad <laughs> Ooh, Tyler, I hope you don't listen to this episode. Um, all right. So once y'all decided, okay, this is what it is, we're gonna move forward. What then was your
2: courtship like? I mean, well, yeah, go ahead. Um, we dated for about four months, right? Yeah, yeah, we dated for four months. And, um, you know, during that time, I remember praying Mm -hmm. like every night, just, you know, God, please don't let me, you know, make a decision on my own, you know, because of what I want, but let this be something that, you know, it's what you want. I remember I had a list in my Bible of what I wanted in a husband. And I would pray that God also make me, you know, a, a good wife as well. And I used to just pray like, God, if this is what you want, you know, let us become closer Mm -hmm. than ever and let everything just work perfectly. And, you know, I know that people say nothing is perfect, but things were literally going perfect. Like everything Mm -hmm. was aligned. Yeah. And, um, you know, we met each other's family and that went really well. My mom never likes anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And she immediately you know, loved Dave till this day. I am chopped liver compared to Dave, but, um, we dated for four months. Um, Dave popped the question, you know, four months and we got married nine months later. Wow.
1: Yeah. All all within the the same year.
2: You know what though? I just want
0: to pause right there and I want to say, you know, for people listening and then like, you know, four months, I just want to make sure that everybody listens to everything else y'all just said. Cause this like this whole like <laughs> process was a good five years. So then those yeah. four months at this point is like five years and four months later, yeah. Got engaged. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so I just think the way that it all unfolded, like all of these you know, meetings and have like when the friends set y'all up. And I mean, just from the jump, like I was already like, okay, I'm making these two for each other. You know, like yeah, that yeah. is like, wow, like that's crazy. Um, and it's also like a real life fairy tale almost because, you know, I've, I haven't heard of stories like that. Like a lot of times you hear people say, you know, um, I met this person, you know, X amount of years ago and never thought anything of it. And then, you know, you know, a few years later we met and now we're married, but mm-hmm. with y'all, it was like, you know, MySpace, Facebook, a, Facebook <laughs> I mean, like all of the social media things, like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> another two years, I'd be like, so then on Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's cool. <laughs> all right. So what role, like, I feel like we, we've kind of alluded to it, but just for clarity's sake, if you would say, uh, I guess the role that Jesus played in you know, orchestrating your relationship, what role do you think he played in that?
1: I mean, I think that, you know, you know, Jesus was intertwined into everything mm. just because those first two times that we had those like interactions and we were talking to each other, like, you know, we weren't the people we were when we finally got together. Mm. And honestly, if we would've got together during those times, like where we were at just in, you know, our Christian walk and even just as a human being and stuff, like it would have never worked. We wouldn't have been here we were not mature enough our faith wasn't you know sold yeah. in <laughs> that's you know so important. it was some, some puppy some puppy uh faith basically, yeah yeah, you know? yeah. wow <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like i think that god kind of saved us from each other for each other mm. you know in order for us to you know get that timing, that that god timing basically you know for us to be together
0: yeah yeah definitely no that's good the God saved us from each other for each other, that needs to be added to like an extra book in the Bible. Like we'll just put, you know, <laughs> right after Revelations, we'll do like thirty six 36.1 and it will say, God saved us from each other for each other. Wow. Woo, we could just end right there at this point. Like, I mean, what more is there to say? Okay. So uh, based on what you said, can you talk then a little bit about what dating was like Prior to you two coming together. Um, And that'll just lead me into another question that I have for you. But just to give the listeners an idea of like kind of where you were, I guess, spiritually in your dating um, before, you know, the last
2: time y'all came together. and like, okay, this is it. Well, for me, I was definitely, you know, one of those hot and cold Christians. You know, Mm -hmm. I was definitely lost in the world. um, Just not being salt and light in any of my relationships. One of my worries in all the relationships I had was, man, if Jesus were to come today, like I'm not going to make the cut (laughs) because I'm out here getting it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I definitely saw a shift in those relationships to when I had, you know, gotten more serious with God and gotten with Dave. So those previous relationships were just very toxic, Mm -hmm. unhealthy. They were not in any way you know good for me at the time um i was definitely a lost soul i have to say Mm -hmm.
1: and yeah you know for me it was a lot of the same like you know again like you know growing up in the church like you know you're not supposed to do certain things or whatever but what i'm alluding to is i was out there fornicating yeah i was out there living life and stuff like that and then having the immediate guilt afterwards like oh god i know i wasn't supposed to do that yeah you know this is the biggest of sins basically (laughs) you know for us especially going in like haitian churches and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like that was like the almost the cardinal sin yeah you know so you know i wasn't nowhere near you know responsible or the man that god intended me to be in those relationships and like, you know, I, I can say that, you know, I don't regret those relationships because it kind of opened my eyes to what I needed to, you know, grow in and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was um, you know, not not that good basically when I really think about it. Yeah. Like they didn't bear any fruit.
0: Mm, that's so important. Um, I like the bearing the fruit piece because I often look at marriages or relationships in general as like a form of ministry and so if it's not bearing fruit then like what are we doing you know um you know and however that ministry looks whether it's uh ministering to maybe other couples like other people that have like you know some relationship goals whether it's ministry to your children that are watching you know how y'all interact with each other Mm -hmm. um whatever that is but in whatever the case if it's not bearing fruit then what's the issue like something's wrong um With that being said, I want to transition into a question about um, just remaining sexually pure while the two of you were like courting. Um, And uh, I don't think we mentioned it on this podcast, but in my conversations with you all, y'all did mention that that was something that you two did. And I think it's important because like talking about where you were prior to the two of you coming together, just Mm -hmm. how you weren't spiritually there. But then I think you know, talking about this shows like, okay, y'all were serious about what you were doing when the two of you came together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you could just offer maybe some practical examples for people um, for how to fight temptation um, in an effort to remain pure throughout their courtship.
2: Yeah, that 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 is very hard. <laughs> um, you know, when you're trying to live right, you know, mm-hmm. and. Do us right in God's eyes. It is very hard. Temptation is difficult, and for us, you know, because we had delved into that world already, you know, we we knew what we knew what it what it was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we wanted to do the right thing, okay. and you know, I think it was so important that when we started dating and got serious, you know, I I told Dave, I said, listen, like I'm. Um, I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying to abstain until I get married. You know, how do you feel about that? Can you respect that? And thank God, you know, because he has the same values, he was down for that. And so we spoke with one another about that and we decided not to hang out by ourselves. You know, so if I went over to his mom's house, You know, like we wouldn't be in the room hanging out by ourselves. We wouldn't be laying down in the bed, you know, alone. Um, We tried to hang out with others around us or, you know, during what adults would call like respectable times of the day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It it, it was hard. Like temptation is just going to be there. It's not something you can avoid. It's something that you're going to have to deal with. Mm. And, you know, just like Nam was saying, like, you know, we knew what it was from before. And stuff like that, and it's like when you you know do get serious because a lot of times people will say certain things because I I've had you know you know girls that I've talked to in the past or whatever when I was like out there in the world basically and they would say like yeah I want to wait or whatever and in my mind I was like okay we'll see yeah you know what I'm saying because people like to say things because it sounds good yeah and when it's time to live it out it, it's a different story. But when Naomi was telling me that or whatever, I was like, you know, yeah, that's not no problem. Like, you know, it's no big deal, basically. And while Naomi was being serious, you know, looking for a potential relationship, she would say that to everyone that she's talking to and it would weed out, you know, certain people that was just like, oh, no, no, I ain't trying to be like that. I'm not trying to do that or whatever. But, you know, everything with us, Because we were on the same, we wanted the same things, like any times that we struggled and stuff, you know, uh, somebody has to be the hero, basically, (laughs) you know, so we're able to kind of keep each other accountable.
0: Okay. That's good. I like like what you said about y'all being on the same wavelength because it just falls into the same category of just being equally yoked, right? Mm -hmm. Like both of y'all got to be like the same mentally, like, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. trying to achieve the same goal otherwise you know yeah. temptation yeah. and right. flesh takes over mm-hmm. and you'd be like all right well right, right. Oh god you're gonna forgive me right right <laughs> um but what like what would you say to people who are like but y'all courted for four months and that was it we
1: had that for over a year it was four months until i proposed
0: gotcha <laughs> okay you know
1: I'm saying? and then i had all this time after proposing i think it probably made it harder
2: yeah just yeah just
1: because it's like okay i'm gonna get married to her right you know? And then you have like these kind of justifications that pop into your mind of like like oh, let me let me just see and find out or whatever like yeah. I'm getting married, you know, you know, you you want to try out the 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 car before you buy yeah. it and stuff like that. And, and that like, was
2: hard cuz a yeah. lot of people I remember when I would talk to like my friends around that time they'd be like girl how you know how is the girl and I'd be like well I don't know, mm-hmm. you know like we are waiting until marriage. And they literally thought I was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> And would say <laughs> like, girl, you got you know, you got to test, you got to test drive the car, test driving. Mm-hmm. you know, but I, I just felt like, you know, God knows my desires. He knows what, what will please me. And I have to trust him with this part. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to honor what he's telling me to do and just wait and trust that whether I know what it's like or not, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to make sure that I am satisfied and I'm okay.
1: Faith." Yeah. You know, a lot of times people think that faith is just, you know, saying that you believe in Jesus, but it's putting, you know, everything in yeah. his hands, even something like that. That's like near and dear to your heart, because, you know, it's a big part of a relationship of a yeah. marriage and stuff like that. You know, this is your partner and everything. And the days that we live in now, conventional thinking would say to try it out and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But you know, I can see how you know God intended us not to do that to further complicate things. You know, because you don't want you know all these uh you know thoughts and comparisons or like these spirits, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting into the way of soul
2: that, Yeah,
1: getting into the way of like what's really for you. You know, if God says it's for you, it's for you in every way.
2: Period.
0: Yeah. Come on with the ministry. Okay, Thank ministry. You for the period. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what would you say could or might be the biggest misconception about marriage? Huh.
2: Folk think it's sweet. <laughs> it's not sweet. <laughs> well, it's not always sweet. Okay. You know? I think it's a breeze. <laughs> yeah, it's not always a walk in the park, rainbows and gumdrops. <laughs> you know, um, it's a beautiful thing, yes, but it takes so much work, work when you don't want to work, mm. you know, talking when you don't want to talk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I would say like it, it's something that it, it is beautiful because the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Mm. A lot of times people just kind of look at the end result and they don't realize all the ingredients that it took to get there. They don't understand the cooking process, mm. the getting out of your own way and really having to be kind of like held accountable for like what you do. Cause like, you know, when you're a single person, like, you know, me and Emma, we each had our own routines. We had things of how we did certain things or things that we wanted to do. So we weren't accustomed to really, you know, including another person. And it wasn't just like, all right, I'm going to fit you into this part of my life. It was literally like deconstructing your whole life and building a new one together, basically. So yeah. like, it, it, it's something that's difficult. You know, a lot of time people just look at, here's the pictures, you know, here's a, 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 a little flyers that you can uh, mail out on during holidays <laughs> right. and everything. And, you know, here's my Valentine's and my travel buddy and stuff like that. And for it to really be that and to be enjoyable, like you gotta put in the work to, to get to that.
2: Yeah. I remember when we first got married, um, I did laundry one day (laughs) and um, I washed all the clothes. You know, I was a good wife (laughs) and Dave comes home and his clothes are on his side of the bed naturally because I'm just like, okay, well, that's your clothes. right? You know, I'm going to take care of my clothes. And he was like, why didn't you fold my clothes? And I'm like, (laughs) bro, that's for you. (laughs) You know, but I had to understand like
1: She, she had a whole moment. She's like, oh, wait. Yeah. I, I'm married. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could I, I can fold your clothes.
2: <laughs> right. And it's not <laughs> even like that I wanted to fold his clothes, but you know, in that moment it was like, okay, I am not a single woman anymore. You know, mm. like what I'm accustomed of doing before as a single person, like I have to change now and think as a married person, mm. you know, and see what my husband might need me to do. And yeah. you know, other things that I might have to do now that I was not used to doing.
0: So it's been 10 years or, you know, going on 10 years, would you say that you still struggle sometimes with with those things? Like, like obviously you haven't been a single woman for like almost a decade, but do you feel like you still struggle sometimes with like, you know, um, I'm just going to fold up my clothes. I mean other than like if you just mad at him be like you fold up your own clothes, bro. But like, you know, do you still or or if you don't still struggle with it, how long would you say it kind of took you to adjust or are you in a constant state of adjusting?
2: Sister girl. I've been married for almost 10 years and I'm still struggling,
0: <laughs> okay? I think that's so important to know, especially for like maybe newlyweds, you know, mm-hmm. that want to do like, they they want to get it now. Like we, mm-hmm. we live in a society where I want to understand this quickly. I want to be good at this right now. Mm-hmm. Like I want to attain this perfection, Yeah. but I think it's good for you to say like, you know what, it's been almost 10 years and I'm still struggling, you yeah. know, it's a yeah. constant state of like, you know. Fixing stuff, finding myself, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. got a basket of clothes
2: that I washed in the room right now. Okay. Oh. It's still a struggle. Um.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, a lot of time people are looking for perfection, you know, especially like in relationships mm-hmm. and like, you know, relationship goals and stuff like that.
0: Hashtag. Okay. Cause <laughs> right. I'll be the first one to be like, hashtag. Yeah. Goal. yeah.
1: But, you know, perfect perfection is imperfection. Mm. You know, and I think that's what kind of like makes marriage fun. Like, you know, it's been about 10 years and stuff and I'm still like learning, you know, Naomi and the things that, you know, she likes and the person that she's kind of growing into Mm. and stuff like that. And like, I feel that, you know, our marriage has kind of like pushed us, you know, to grow and to like stretch out and you know just experience so many more different things so it's just a it's a constant kind of work it's not necessarily a physical work all the time like folding clothes or anything like that but more of a more of a internal work mm-hmm. of like consistently like working on yourself yeah which is like the hardest thing yeah you know because when you're you know when I was single, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm good, man. I'm a catch, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, everything <laughs> I do is good and stuff like right. that. And then you get married,
2: and, and it shines and, a light on your imperfections. Yeah, a, and a
1: magnifying glass of like, oh nah, this isn't good. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. you not doing this type of stuff. Like, you know, the way to, how you was moving like that's not the right way to do that. Right. So. You know?
0: What has God shown you about yourself in marriage? So you were kind of getting into it a little bit about marriage being Mm -hmm. a mirror and showing you, you know, um, what your shortcomings or your fallings. But Mm -hmm. specifically, you know, is there something in particular that being married has shown you about yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. I, I could probably start off. Like, I think marriage shows, like, how almost inherently, selfish people are wow okay so like you really have to you know kind of like sacrifice you know your pride your ego you know yourself in a sense and it sounds crazy it sounds scary you know i think it falls into the same like category of like you know submitting and stuff like that and for me i feel that submitting is not just for like the woman the guy has to submit to the guy has to submit to God, mm, and that okay. submission is what's supposed to show the wife how to submit, basically. Yeah, you know, and it it it's just so uh, amazing. Of like, you know, I almost say it's therapeutic, almost, just because it really just shows you, you know, your flaws and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you start thinking, like, man, this person still loves me, and I'm like all yeah. oh, jacked up and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And, it just makes you go into like gratitude. Yeah, you
2: know? definitely. Um, I've, I've learned for me, you know, that I'm very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Dave was saying, you know, it's it's hard because you're constantly thinking about yourself, you know, and now you have to think of someone else. And I struggle in that area of wanting to appease myself, what's going to work for me, you know, and it's, it's. It doesn't work that way in marriage. You yeah. have to, there's give and take, and I am learning that it cannot always be about me. Mm-hmm. It is not the Naomi show, mm. and I have to give up that kingdom self mentality sometimes. Wow. <laughs> That's good. What you highlighted, Dave, was how,
0: you know, Naomi is able to see you and like your flaws and alls and and how messed up you are and still loving you through that. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is a good pivot into the gospel because it really pretty much mimics, you know, how God sees us, right? Like he sees Mm -hmm. our flaws and just our shortcomings and just how messed up we are because Mm -hmm. the Bible says that God knows our heart, like, which is inherently wicked is what Mm -hmm. the Bible says. And he still sent his son to die knowing yeah. that we would like fall short consistently and constantly right. and i think that that's the beautiful thing about marriage is it mirrors that same type of relationship mm-hmm. and i think if anything you know when you can see like when you can look at your wife you look at your husband and be like you still love me even through all of this like it just points us back to jesus to say like you still love me through all right of this? right you know because sometimes in relationships you know depending on how deep you go and i would hope in marriage you go really deep But sometimes relationships can be you know to a certain extent very surface level Mm -hmm. um but you know intimacy with jesus like goes way beyond that and he still says like you know i died for you and my blood covers your sins and i welcome you in this like oh Mm -hmm. listen i'm gonna keep it moving because i I hear the word come on listen Give me a King James Bible now, okay? Because <laughs> I want the one that say like Holy Ghost and not Holy Spirit. All right, can you stop? All right, man. This is so good. This is so good. Um, all right, so I want to transition into y'all giving some advice because y'all 10 years in and folks need to hear, you know, whatever y'all got to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the first piece of advice that I would like each of you to offer to couples who are still pretty early in their marriages and are, you know, maybe starting to realize just how tough it is. Tough it is. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, this, you got to wake up to this person every day. You know, what piece of advice can you give to someone or a couple who may be struggling through you know those first couple of years the woes you know um i would say
2: you have to choose your spouse every day mm. you have to wake up and fight for that person every single day it will not always be easy but when you do that i feel like you know it It just gets you guys to where you need to be. It gets you to that closer place. You know, when you stop fighting, that's a dangerous place to be. Um, Another thing is just be transparent. Be transparent with your spouse in how you're feeling, where your heart is. Um, You know, Dave is one of my best friends. Um, Mm -hmm. I will send Dave to the store and call him immediately and be like, Do you miss me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We talk all the time and he knows me better than I know myself. A lot of times, like I won't even know what to say about myself. And he can tell me, you know, what I might be thinking or how I might be feeling just because, you know, he, you know, who who else better to know you than the person who's laying next to you every Mm. day, living with you each and every day. So be, be real, be transparent. Um, if there's something that you're going through, something you need them to understand, just, you know, you have to trust that you can go to them and it, that is a safe place.
1: Yeah, I, I, w- I would say the same thing. Like, you have to go deep, you know. You can't be afraid of coming across, coming across a certain type of way. Uh, you know, you... You can not be scared to show you know your emotion or how you're feeling about something mm. a lot of times you know we feel a certain type of way and we react you know completely different than what we're actually feeling yeah and wow. we do that because we're scared to really like open up to wow. that person you know it's almost like i i don't want to be vulnerable so you have to constantly you know open up and have yourself vulnerable and then i would also just say like you know you got to be willing to compromise you know willing to work that's good you know willing to you know admit when you messed up like you know like if you can recognize that you messed up and then are able to try to like work towards like some type of a solution i think that you know that's a recipe to to win yeah yeah Because a lot of people, you know, they don't even want to acknowledge that they messed up or, you know, they could have been right initially. But then how they deliver it, you know, me yelling at a person and stuff like that because they're in the wrong puts me in the wrong. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be just willing to, you know, to work.
2: Yeah. And be willing to unlearn the things that you've seen in the past Mm. because just because you've seen it and you've seen other people live through that you've seen your parents live through it it doesn't make it right yeah Yeah. you know so be willing to let go of what you've seen in the past and be open to what's going to work for you and your mate Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, and then I, I'm not married, but I would
0: like to offer, you know, a nugget. Um, and really, just sitting here with you all and just hearing this stuff is what really made me think about this. But just be in community with like people that are in healthy marriages. You know, mm-hmm. people who will, you know, tell you the uglies about the marriage will also, Definitely. you know, highlight the good stuff about marriage. But you know, people that are going to be transparent, like sit under these people. Like if you're a new couple. Or if you desire to be married, you know, because I just feel like there's so much wisdom that can be, you know, gained from just listening to folk stories and, you know, um, allowing people to invite you in, you know, into their homes uh, for dinner or whatever. So you could just see like their real raw life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's a piece of advice that I would give. Okay. Yeah, that's
2: Definitely. Good that's
0: great advice. Great <laughs> advice. I'm out here. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So another uh, piece of advice that I would like for you all to offer is um, how can you keep the marriage hot? Like, you know, like I'm I'm assuming like, you know, after the whole quote unquote honeymoon stage and, you know, you mm-hmm. got to start being real um, creative about <laughs> like, okay, like what is our date night going to look like? We're going to go eat again. Like, what are we, you know, what are we going to do to like keep it like spicy? You know, yeah. what, what's some advice for that?
1: I mean, I, I would say, you know. Just learning, you know, your spouse. You know, I think that's what helps. Like, just you know, kind of keep that engagement in. Like, when you really learn a person, you figure out their likes, their dislikes. You know, and let's say what they aspire. You know, to do. You know, and just kind of like to help push them out of their comfort zones. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, you know, people would think that you know i don't want to do this or i can never do this and you just gotta just you know just
0: yeah
2: push the envelope you know
1: let's just go ahead and try it you know
0: okay that's good
2: and definitely making time for you know date nights yeah um we before the pandemic we (laughs) we probably used to go out maybe every other week or you know at least a couple times a month
1: yeah these kids (laughs) now.
2: You know, Dave has these kids who live here, right. um, <laughs> you know, and so that's definitely important. You know, before the kids came, you know, of course, after God,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, but before the kids, my husband, you know, was there. That's okay. first. Yeah. So even after the kids, like that has to be priority, period.
0: Okay. Okay. That's good. I'm glad that, that y'all brought up all of these kids. Um, they have two beautiful sons. Um, but you
2: Dave know, has two kids. Yeah, yeah
0: that's a lot oh, of children. Okay. Um, what advice then can you give to married folks that are juggling children? Like, how do you, mm. <laughs> how do you, you know, manage that and still, you know, just have like a healthy, balanced marriage?
1: Uh, I mean, I would say, <laughs> I would say that uh. You know, you have to kind of like make that time basically. Yeah. You know, there's different aspects to a person, whether it's, you know, maybe your wife might need some alone time. You mm-hmm. know. And you you kinda of give a, a break to like reset and recharge and stuff like that. Yeah, because my
2: battery be running low. <laughs>
1: or it can just be, you know, finding, you know, in every moment or, or second and stuff like that, you know, chance Chances to you know to flirt to yeah. show the interest and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be this whole planned occasion or anything like that. Yeah, it can just be you know uh, uh, a little teasing and stuff like that, or you know, on your while you're getting ready to you know get ready for work and stuff like that. hey, babe, you looking good, man. What's going on, man? <laughs> see
0: you see it? Know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know stuff we like see that. It, sis. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, All right, y'all. So we are winding down in our episode. Um, But before I let y'all go, I do like to ask um, all of the guests that come on the show, how is or has God affirmed you? This could be an affirmation for you individually or in your marriage. Just, you know, how has God affirmed you?
2: For me, I think both individually and in my marriage, mm-hmm. is just God has always just guided me okay. through life. Um, I can definitely say that I feel him moving me through life, mm-hmm. um, guiding me through life, and he has not been wrong. Um, when I follow the path that he sets before me, it's just been perfect. If I can say that, Um, you know, nothing in life is perfect, but when we trust God to lead us, to guide us, it does make things perfect.
1: I mean, I would say that Jesus affirms me, you know, like in my marriage and through my marriage into my individual life. um, I think God made it very clear just how, you know, he worked in my life and Naomi's life of how we got to where we are and also just to kind of sustain us for this time Mm -hmm. and for time to go. So it just makes me always just think about, you know, the type of father that I want to be, the type of husband I want to be, the type of Christian I want to be. And it challenges me to, you know, try to do better. You know, I, I see all of my weaknesses. Naomi sees all my weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and these are all things that I continue to just, you know, stride and to do better. Yeah. You know, so that just ultimately makes me a better or try to be a better person.
0: Okay, that's good. Thank you all so much for sharing this. I really enjoyed um, hearing y'all's story again. Uh, Thank you for having us. No, you're welcome. I think that, you know, your story will resonate with a lot of people. um, And I'm just really hopeful that people will be encouraged, um, you know, not only single folks, but you know, folks that are like early on in their marriages and like, you know, maybe even having second thoughts or, you know, this is not what I signed up for. I thought it was all, <laughs> I thought it was going to be sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> okay. the land flowing with milk doves and honey buns, and you that know. is not what this is. No. Um, so I really do, um, I really am hopeful that it will encourage somebody. All right. So in the beginning of the podcast. When we talked a little bit more about who y'all were, um, we learned or at least the listeners learned because I knew because I've had them several times that you, you have this budding baking business. Mm-hmm. And so right now, Naomi, I want you to um, share with the listeners your social media handles or how they can contact you so that they can get in on this uh, cake blessing um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've kind of dubbed um, manna. Uh, cake (laughs) cake manna oh my god Um, but no so how can the listeners connect with y'all on social media how can they be following y'all um just so that they can keep up with you know your really dope lives and
2: cake um the listeners can find me on ig Mm -hmm. at naomi it's spelled n-a-e-e-o-h-h-m-e-e underscore And I spelled it like that because people always be like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, it's Naomi. And they're like, hi, Naomi. Mm -hmm. So I wrote it like that. So people know it's pronounced Naomi. Gotcha. So
0: (laughs) Naomi on Instagram, um, get with it again. Thank you all so much for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, if there are any final parting words that you want to say to the listeners, your time is now.
1: All right. We just want to say, you know, continue to be blessed, you know, continue to push forward and, you know, things will work out exactly the way that you want it to
2: work out. Yeah. (laughs) Period.
0: Yeah. All right. So I also just want to um, just want to let y'all know, be on the lookout for the Matilda's Bible. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding, y'all. We are out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Later. Thanks so much for tuning into the Jam Podcast. How did you enjoy this episode? Be sure to let me know on the Jesus Affirms Me Instagram page, at Jesus Affirms Me. Thanks again to Dave and Naomi for dropping in and dropping gems, y'all. God's intentionality is so evident in their love story. And guess what? God is and will be intentional in yours too. And that's on period, okay? in the words of my sister Naomi. But trust God and actively wait for whatever it is you are praying for. I believe that he will do it. With that being said, though, this episode wraps up our love series, but stay tuned for what's to come on the Jesus Affirms Me podcast. And as always, y'all, until we meet, y'all be good.